While we've tried to be as helpful as possible, this podcast should not be considered professional financial advice. It contains general information only, and you should seek out independent professional advice on your personal situation before making any financial decisions. The customer came in and they had this beautiful scrapbook of every idea that they wanted and a lot of the design elements were outside of their budget. What I tried to do with them is turn that around and have solutions for their inspiration and seeing their home built because they invited me after it was built and they were so proud of what they had done in studio and for me that just sticks in my mind. Welcome to Building the Dream, a podcast by Metricon, all about the process of building a new home. I'm your host, Cecilia Ramsdale. I'm a mum of two kids. I am a voice actor, a podcaster, and I have a sneaky love of houses and all things real estate. Now, I, like many of you listening, have bought houses before. I've renovated. I've even rebuilt entire parts of them. But one thing I've never done is build a whole new house from scratch but I've always wanted to. So in this series, I'll be speaking to the experts at Metricon about the process of building a brand new home. Together, we'll explore all the steps in the process from first deciding to build new to actually getting the keys. And by the end of this series, you and I will both know if we want to take the plunge. In previous episodes, you've heard a number of our guests mention Studio M, It's the showroom where you get to decide on all the designs and details that you can include in your build to really make it your own. In this episode, we're finally going to take a deep dive into what your appointment at the studio will actually look like and involve. We'll also find out what's happening behind the scenes while you're waiting for your build to get underway. So today you'll hear from two experts at Metricon, one who'll take us through the whole studio process and the other who will explain the various twists and turns your build will go through before it hits the site. First up, I spoke to Marissa Bonacci. Marissa is the Studio M Manager for Victoria at Metricon, and she is an absolute master when it comes to the studio. Marissa has a real passion for design, and after speaking with her, I could see why some people at Metricon compare Studio M to a lolly shop. So I started out today's conversation by asking her to run us through what Studio M actually is. Studio M is a design inspiration centre. That's what we kind of label it, but it is the area where you really personalise your home and you start making all those choices that just customise your home to how you live and your lifestyle and who you are as an individual. I've always thought that if you bought a home through someone like Metricon, that you would have limited choices. But looking at your Studio M, that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, there's lots of options in studio. And I think it depends on how far you want to investigate your options. So for example, with your cabinetry colours, we've got hundreds on offer, but there's probably only 10 that fit your lifestyle and where you want to go and how you want your home to look. So the options, they can be endless. We do try and rein them in just to make it a little bit easier for the customer, ensuring they're not overwhelmed when they're standing in front of a paint wall with 200 colours and all they want is a white. So we offer so many options, but we do try and narrow that down for the customer just to make sure that they're focusing on the right product for their home. Okay. 
This actually does seem like the fun part of the process when you think about it and probably the bit that everybody is really looking forward to because all the sort of technical stuff and the money stuff, that can all get a bit scary, but the picking out the ideas for inside the home is good. If I'm a customer coming to you for the first time, tell me how Studio M works. There's a little bit of work before you enter our studio. So because it is the fun process, we try and make it as relaxing as possible. We try and make it as fun and easy to do. What we do is our process or our journey starts about three to four weeks before the customer comes in. And that's with sending them collateral and videos to get them inspired to make those bright choices for their home. And when they come through to studio, they're with an interior design consultant that has qualifications and they're in the safe pair of hands that can help them make those selections. And we take them through the outside of their home, bring them right through to their flooring, to the internal selection. So we really break the home down so it's not so overwhelming. And it is fun and exciting to focus in on key elements of your home and what's important to you. A customer might really have a certain flooring in mind. So we make sure that we spend the time getting that flooring right to make sure everything just complements that home and works well together and everything kind of tells a story from the outside to the inside. We try and carry that through. You just talked about how you send out some videos and some inspiration before you come in to Studio M. Just thinking about that, like how wonderful is it that the internet gives us the chance to do all that research at home? But then it can be a bit overwhelming when you start going down a rabbit hole on anything but tiles and paint colours and flooring and what goes with what and trying to make the right connections. No, you definitely do need someone who's got an eye for these things. How long does it take to go through everything? I have this little story about a friend of mine just rebuilt their house, did a knockdown and rebuild. My friend's husband was very proud of himself because he said they went and they chose every single fixture and fitting for the house in six hours and they made no other decisions beyond that. And that blew my mind. So how long does it actually take in realistic terms if you're going to Studio M and talking through it? (laughs) That sort of starts with the type of home you're building. So if you always have a day dedicated to your colours and then if your home is double storey, we might give you that second day to get through the whole home. Your electrical appointment will take a few hours. Your colours can go anywhere from three to six and that is purely based on the size of the home and how prepared the customer is because of course if you're looking at a brick wall for the first time and trying to make that decision it's going to be a lot harder and challenging for you so if you've done a bit of homework and know no I really love a dark gray brick then you're kind of looking at two rows versus 20 so it does depend really on how much preparation the customer has done. You just touched on electricals is that making decisions about where lighting goes or PowerPoints. Correct. And electrical holds so much importance, I think, than we give it credit for. It is about making your home function and it's the little things, having the PowerPoints in the right locations down the hallway if you've got a corded vacuum cleaner, having PowerPoints on your island bench so you can make your smoothie on a Sunday without feeling crammed in a corner. So electrical really pieces that together. You're heating and cooling. Are you a hot person and you hate the heat? So let's make sure we've cooled your house properly and efficiently and energy efficiency all comes into play. So electrical is a huge component of your build. Okay, and that all takes place at Studio M as well? It does. We have an electrical hub that we have all of our lights and PowerPoints and on display and sometimes they're not the most inspirational products, but they hold so much value in your home. 
Oh, absolutely they do. Yeah, if you choose the wrong PowerPoints, every time you look at them, you think, oh, gosh, that was a bad idea. Why did I do that? And it's harder to retrofit afterwards. So if you haven't put a PowerPoint on your island bench, it's almost impossible to do after you move in. So it's just understanding where you need to put all the right light fittings and switches and things like that just makes your home function better. Oh, I'm glad you actually mentioned that because that was my experience. I remember sitting down with the electrician. I think we ended up with about three times as many lights as we really needed in our house because he was a bit excited, but it blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, do I really have to decide where light switches are going to go and stuff? But yeah, you actually do. So to make the actual selections for my home, once I've had one of these meetings at Studio M, what happens from there? We collate all your paperwork together. So we document all of your selections and that just creates comfort that the customer has actually picked the right product. It's documented. It's going to go into my contract. So we will take about a day to collate all of that paperwork together. That's in the form of what we refer to a colour schedule, which is documenting all the brick colours, the render colours, your paints, cabinetry, all the cosmetic selections that you made and a variation, which is your bill, essentially. It's the cost. What have you spent in studio today? And we send that to the customer to review and we do give them a time period to do that and we make them do it straight away because you don't want to forget what you've done and have to then really dissect what you're looking at. So we try get them to do it while it's fresh in their mind. If there's anything they want to chop out, we give them that opportunity to do so. And we try limit the amount of times that they can do that because what could happen is they forget what they've selected and a change can ultimately affect something else. So until it's fresh in your mind, we try and get that done as quickly as possible. Right. So if someone does have some second thoughts, there is an opportunity to change things up. Of course. And I think we have to allow that too, because for a customer, building a home is one of the biggest investments you'll ever make and you want to get it right. So we want to be adaptable as a studio and make sure that the customer feels really comfortable with their studio selection. So when they walk into their home, they're thankful of what they've made and what they've chosen. Now we'll come back to Marissa later because I want to break down how much this actually costs. But before we get into that, let's check in on our build and explore what's happening behind the scenes with Ellie Blight. Ellie is the permits manager for Victoria at Metricon, which means she looks after the steps that take place before your build hits the site. In her role with Metricon, Ellie has seen it all. So I thought Ellie would be the perfect person to help us peek behind the curtain at this stage of the process. The first question I was dying to ask was, what is it about this work that keeps her coming back? I love the variety. No two days are ever the same. No two customer jobs are ever the same. So it's very much what you said before. It's finding solutions. It's finding ways to be able to build people's dream houses. It's so diverse and it's always changing. So the building industry is changing they introduce new building regulations. There's estates that are all different. So it has so much variety and there's so much to learn. Every day you're learning something new. You're coming across a job that is different to the one that you dealt with 10 minutes ago. You also learn about people. It's the customer side of it as well. You get to interact with different people. It's a variety. It's no two days ever the same. When we're waiting for the whole process to happen, what's actually going on behind the scenes? Oh, there's a lot of stuff that's happening within that space. So within the operations, 
portion of it, the file will come through from sales and that's when it hits operations. That's when we, what we call our technical teams, they basically assess the job. So a customer's file can be touched by 20 to 30 different people throughout that process, whether it be there's drafting, there's estimating, there's a pre-site manager, there's production estimating, there's engineers. So there's a lot of review. There's also the permit space as well. So in that waiting period, a lot of people are assessing the file to make sure that everything that the customer has selected, we can build as per what they're wanting. Not to mention we then have to liaise with external parties such as potentially the council, the water authorities, there's building surveyors, there's developers that are all then involved as well because depending on the home, depending on the block, as to what hoops we have to sort of jump through. And when I say hoops, it is in some instances, there's things that are listed on a title to say, look, you can build on the block, but we want to know that what your floor levels will be because there may be flood or your developer, for example, definitely wants to know what is this house going to look like? What colors are your bricks? What roof tiles and so forth? And they've got their own checklists and requirements that they need to be met. So in the background, we're jumping through all of those hoops where whether it be gathering documentation, submitting for approvals and making applications to external parties to seek the approvals to then be able to obtain a building permit. Right. It's kind of like that analogy of the duck or the swan. Absolutely. Yeah, I know exactly where you're going with <laughs> Sailing this along and then underneath just paddling like crazy. And that's what it is. It's sort of there's people that are working around the clock sort of thing to try and make sure that their portion's done so it can move to the next part. And the thing about building a home and the, the operation stage is it kind of has a domino effect. You reach milestones and one thing can't necessarily happen without the other happening. So we can't apply for a building permit unless we've got all of those approvals. You can't necessarily ascertain information from the council unless you can prove that you've got a signed contract. So things have to happen in a certain order, which it's unfortunate because it'd be great if we could all just go bang at the very beginning and obtain everything we need. But people need to see another approval before we, they'll actually give us their approval. Right. So there's quite the process going on behind the scenes as the <laughs> the new home purchaser just wanders home and thinks about all the wonderful finishes and everything they're going to put into the house. Meanwhile, back at headquarters, this is what's going on. That does sound like a lot of things. How long does that usually last, that process from, say, you know, I've signed off and I'm saying, yes, this is the house I want. How long is it until you hit site? Every job is different. I'd love to be able to say to you that there's an exact time frame and it can be achieved by X, Y, Z. It really does depend on the individual job. And until such time, we do assessments at the start and then our pre-site managers, who is the point of contact between Metricon, they're the conduit between Metricon and the customer, they'll liaise and pass on any of that information. They'll generally get the information from, say, the technical team to say, right, these are the requirements that we're going to need. This is approximately how long it's going to take us. So this is the duration of time. We found nowadays if any job requires a developer approval, we generally would say to a customer, look, allow at least four weeks for that approval to come through. Because once we submit, they're like the swan and the duck as well. We submit the documentation. They then may spend a day or two, but we don't get any feedback for two weeks after we've submitted. So we're waiting the same duration as what the customer is, which is unfortunate. Fingers crossed they'd give us an approval. In some instances, they'll request further information or request some minor changes, for example, which would then be communicated to a customer. 
the documents would be amended within the office and we'd resubmit to the developer for their approval. So it really depends on what is required within each job. If you have a building within an estate that just requires the developer approval, once you've signed your contract and your land is titled, that approval, as I said, could be achieved within, say, four weeks. And then potentially we can have a building permit within two weeks after that. So that would be, say, a six-week process after signing a contract. There's other instances where we might need to seek additional approvals from the council, such a flood approval, there's a build over easement, and each council has their own duration of time that they take as well. So we sort of try and be able to provide the customer as much information at the start to say, look, these are the hoops we're going to need to jump through. This is the average time frame that it should take in order for us to get the building permit to then be able to hit site start. Right. I did a build at our house a few years ago and one of the things we came across is we had a tree right on the edge of our block, which then triggered a permit. And so we had to move a wall 10 centimetres away from the tree and then we didn't have to get the permit. So it saved us months and months and months just moving a wall by 10 centimetres to work within what the rules were. And I just had no idea that there were these kind of structures in place that if you can work within them, it makes the job a lot easier. Correct. And that's the thing as far as our Metricon homes, the optimum goal would be to build to comply with the building regulations so that that means in some cases you might need to change your, your design of your home ever so slightly to suit what you've done with your home. Therefore, you're reducing your timeframes. But there are situations where it's not negotiable in a sense of it's like I really really need or want that increased garage can we go for the additional consent in turn is going to delay the file a little bit longer for us to be able to start construction but it's a non-negotiable in some instances so we understand that as well. Yeah while that's all happening who's the person that keeps the client in the loop? That would be our pre-site manager. So the customer will deal with the sales at the front end and then their file, once it reaches our operations team, their file will be handed over to a pre-site manager and they'll be that point of contact. The pre-site manager would be in contact with the customer on a fortnightly basis to provide proactive calls. That's not to say they won't be in contact with them more frequently than the fortnight, but they'll be the one that's communicating everything that's happening from the technical team so they can keep them in the loop and let them know, look, we've submitted for your developer approval. We expect it to be back by X, Y, Z. Then let them know your developer approval has been approved. We're now moving to this stage and they'll be the point of contact as opposed to we don't hand out everybody's contact details in the office because the customer wouldn't know who to call at any point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Can I get you to tell me if you have any tips for people that are going into this for the first time? What would be the main three things that you would suggest? If I had a family member or a friend, I suppose, and I had to give them some advice or even yourself, I would say... Research your land probably as much as you possibly can prior to commencing and putting a deposit down. And what I mean by research, I would say speak to your land agent and find out what are the restrictions within this estate because that's sort of your starting point. That's going to set the look of your home. Similar to if you're going to buy an established block, you may need planning. So find out as much information as you possibly can about that land prior to actually proceeding just to make sure you've got an idea of your timeframes and if it's going to work for you. I keep an open mind about it all and trust that there's 
a solution to every hurdle. There's always solutions there and 90% of the time there's options, whether it be one, two or three options that you can offer. So if something does surface and say, this is what's come up, there's options that we can generally make or changes that we can make to accommodate or avoid. So the open mind, that's where I'd come from with that part. My other third piece of advice would be careful, it's addictive. Once you build a house and you move in and you've completed it all, I definitely find for myself and people that I know that have built in the past, like I want to do it again now, it can be addictive. With all the things I've learned. Yeah, exactly. You think, you know, I'll enjoy it the second time around because I'm a little bit more aware and yeah, third advice would be careful, it's addictive. Yeah, okay, that's very wise. It's also very expensive. It's an expensive habit to be addicted to. Correct. (laughs) Before we let you go, can you please let us know if you have got a story you'd like to share, a success story, one that really sticks with you from your time at Metricon? I see success every day within my role at seeing jobs that are moving forward to site. So that's success within my role. I've got a customer that I was taking care of their file throughout the whole operation stage, so signing their contract and so forth. The wife in particular, she was an absolute delight to deal with. At the same time, she was the most indecisive person I've ever come across. I think she's actually worse than me. And the (laughs) amount of changes that she would come up with was incredible. And it was a long, long journey on the basis of her indecisiveness. So she was very okay with it and she completely understood with every change that she was making throughout that how it was going to affect her timeline and so forth. That was a customer that I was so heavily involved in the build, even throughout the construction phase, she was sending me photos, updates and so forth. <laughs> and on the day of their handover, I actually went out and met them on site, which the operations team don't necessarily do. So I was a part of her handover experience and had photos all throughout the house. I think she had to have a photo with me in every room (laughs) of the house and to include in her journey. So it was a beautiful experience. At the same time, it was a headache for all of us, but the end result was they were so happy and I was happy too. It was like I'd picked my own bedroom within their home. Ellie did a great job outlining all of the moving parts going on behind the scenes, but I still had some important questions about the studio for Marissa. I finally asked her, how do the costs for these inclusions work? How we kind of explain it is this is what's included in your home, these are your options, do you want to look outside of that or are you happy to stay within the team aren't sales consultants. We just want to sell what's right for the customer. So we do always start with what's included in their home and get them to make a decision based on that. And if that those options aren't adequate for them, then we can look at expanding that range so they can have a look and upgrade accordingly. Okay. We really have been talking about those of us who would be very excited about the idea of going through tile selections and floor selections. But what about for the people who don't really have any idea or any interest in it. They just really want to have a beautiful new home to walk into, maybe even less so than my friend's husband who thought six hours was a good enough time to choose every single fixture. What's on offer for people who don't have a very good eye for interior design or are just not interested? We do have an option with like inspiration lookbook that if a customer's like, I'm, I just don't want to go through everything, make my house look like this, or I've walked through this display, can you just replicate that? So there's lots of tools outside of studio that a customer can look at and choose not to come through to studio, go through our fast track process, which is selections off a book. 
selecting off a book is really convenient for them. They can do it in the comfort of their home. We do the paperwork behind the scenes and it's all done for them. So there's a few different options for a customer if they want to avoid coming into studio or if they just want to make it a little bit simpler. So they might still physically come into our space, but we're just doing everything for them and just making that really easy. So we've got alternatives for every type of person. I think also with the rise of home shows, like the block and everything, there is an assumption that everybody is interested in creating wonderful interiors for their homes, but I don't know that's necessarily true or that they're capable of it. So good to know that you could do it for them. What's your favourite part of the whole Studio M experience? As a designer, walking through the function parts of the home is my favourite part. I love designing kitchens and when I used to take my customers through, we would spend the most amount of time in that space getting that right because I feel that's the most time you spend in your home is in that space. So for me, the studio experience, the kitchen design, the bathroom design, where the really the function of the home is, the heartbeat essentially, that's where my favourite part of the studio process is for myself when I consulted most definitely taking a step back as a manager and looking in the things that we offer our customers to chill out and relax with our cafe and just so they can absorb everything from studio take five minutes and then keep going I love that we have those things on offer to our customers it's like being led into a lolly shop as a child isn't it really It is. And a lot of people refer to studio as a lolly shop. And look, if they're not guided, they will just go everywhere. So we try our best to rein them in and to give them that chill out as well, because I think that's important too. Hey, have you ever had a customer come up with a selection that has blown your mind in a not a good way and you've (laughs) gone through with it? (laughs) Most definitely. And look, I think At the end of the day, the customer makes the end decision and you can recommend from your design expertise that if the customer is adamant on a selection, you kind of have to go with it. And it's challenging because you're like, oh, I don't want to put my name to this design. But (laughs) at the end of the day, I think as a designer, you have to appreciate all aspects of creativity. And from a customer's perspective, if they think that's going to look beautiful, then you've won, you've done the right job. Yep, they're the ones that have to live with the purple carpet and you don't have to worry about it. That's right. (laughs) All right. Can I wrap up by asking you about your favourite success story from your time at Metricon that you can share with us? What's the one or two that stick in your mind? One of the most success for me was a customer came in and they had this beautiful scrapbook of every idea that they wanted. And a lot of the design elements were quite bespoke and maybe outside of their budget, which was really disappointing from the customer's perspective. And to try and turn that around was a challenge and to take what they worked so hard on this scrapbook and it was beautifully presented. And what I tried to do with them is turn that around and have solutions for their inspiration and seeing their home built because they invited me after it was built and they were so proud of what they had done in studio. And for me, that just sticks in my mind always in my time consulting, having that customer satisfaction from something that I felt we built together and I was a part of their journey because we'd come up with solutions and we did it together. That was one that really just stuck for me. I think too, working with someone that can find a solution for you, it's a game changer. There's nothing worse than just being told, no, we can't do that. Yeah. And not offering a solution. I think that's so disheartening from a customer to come in and have something in your mind 
to only be told, oh, that's not achievable. Well, that's not just what we do. We try and find options. And although it might not look exactly the same, it's going to still be beautiful. And we have so many success stories like that in studio amongst the team. And for us, they're the happy stories we love telling. Thanks for listening to episode six of Building the Dream, a podcast by Metricon all about the process of building a new home. In today's episode, we finally entered the lolly shop and spoke about what happens at Studio M. Marissa broke down the whole studio experience from top to bottom. Meanwhile, we checked in on what's happening with our build while we were at the studio. And Ellie took us through the twists and turns our build goes through while we're waiting for our job to hit the site. Join us next episode for the big one, construction. What actually happens during the build. But if you're ready to take the plunge now, head over to metricon.com.au and get in touch with a new home advisor. I'm Cecilia Ramsdale, and I'll catch you next time on Building the Dream. Building the Dream.